0: You are now listening to Toto Medulla, the podcast.
1: For voice talent or video production services, contact Toto Medulla at TotoMedulla.com. Coming to you live from Toto Medulla Studios, it's Toto Medulla, the podcast, with your host, Devonte
2: Hill. Hill.
1: Salutations all, and welcome to Toto Medulla, the podcast. I'm your host, Devante Hill. I am super excited for today's episode. Like I said in season one, I'm, I'm a huge fan of promoting local artists and bands. And today's interview is with The Hue. I spoke with Savvy and Equality. If, if you guys are a fan of kind of Outkast and, you know, Janelle Monet's Wonderland Camp, and obviously, you know, people like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, and it's some of those, those kind of conscious rappers, but, you know, they have really good musical instrumentation and and they incorporate live instruments inside their art, Uh, in addition to, you know, actually having lyrics with purpose, you're gonna love The Hue. And I love hearing people complain about how there's no good music out today. (laughs) Because if you just kind of keep your ear to the ground, you're gonna find somebody who just blows your mind. And so, uh, before I actually get into the interview with The Hue, I want to play a little bit of their music so you really get an idea of of the style. And so, without further ado, here is that interview.
2: First, chime. Well, let me get at it. Burst. Wow. Stepping through static. Dance. Dust to dot. Stand up. Start the spot. The hue say we may hang above the stars. We go ahead and love. They wig silly. We know their heads will gain something, baby. Santos, fantastic, really. Well, I guess I'll trill it.
0: Fresh out the inbox with loops that go knock-knock. Who is it? Exquisite. Your kinfolk from up top. Up top or up rocks? My B-Boys that pop lock might break through your dole locks. Watch out for their Botox. Donkeys with ash shots. Bartender, please hit me a brew and two whiskeys. I want to play hopscotch. Skirtless and kilted. My OJ admission. You best have my juice or I will get to blending. Bending, not breaking.
1: All right, so I'm here with The Hue. How you guys doing?
0: Doing good. Doing good, man.
1: Now, let's doing pretty solid. So, how I first met you guys was actually through Savvy. My first impressions was like it was it was different. It was like a kind of early two thousands type sound, as far as you know, adding really real instruments, and you know, actually having lyrics that you know had purpose to them, um, mixed in with a lot of you know, kind of the old school uh, hip hop and just samples a little bit. So, I, I mean, I was it was really refreshing, especially with a lot of the music that's out today. So. Um, I kind of wanted to get into some of your history and, and just kind of how this whole thing came about. So you guys started back in, what,
3: 2013? Um, so as far as uh, the—so the, I guess let's take it back a little step further. So, uh, so uh, myself and uh, Equality, we went to um, high school together uh, here in Houston, Booker T. Washington High School. And— um, then we also ended up going to the same uh, college uh, once we graduated Prairie View and M University. So we were kind of kicking it um, on the same scene, um, you know, with all of the, like, you know, the art, artsy or the, the artists, you know, the poets, the writers, and, and the creative types, you know, when we were at school at Prairie View. And then, uh, man, it was just kind of a, you know, a bond we built through that, man. And we just kind of continued, continued it after that. Uh, in 2004, I put out a solo record uh, as a, a hip hop artist uh, called the Houston Chronicles. And this is Savvy, by the way. So we put out that project, and, you know, we was always, like, collabing and working together. And it was just kind of like a natural chemistry we had um, and creatively, man. And so uh, after we uh, did a run with the Houston Chronicles, uh, we picked up some um, some other members um, that kind of joined along in the crew, man. They was feeling our vibe. They was kind of on the same frequency. And then we uh, formed the group HISD. Um, that was myself, Equality, uh, Scotty Spitton, uh, Elder Voice, uh, King Midas, E classic, uh, Soul One, and flashborn Parks.
1: Yeah, I like that too. It was like, uh, Hugh Houston Independent Spend District." Yeah, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's, that's kind of clever." And at first, I saw yeah, it, I was, was just like, "Y'all, y'all teachers?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think that
3: initially when
0: they,
3: or whatever. But I mean, it was just a play on words or whatever. Yeah. Um, you
2: know,
3: just trying to represent Houston, you know, in a certain way, man. So. Um, but yeah, we know how it could get kind of, you know, mixed up. But that was kind of the cool thing about it, because when people hear it, they think, um, oh, HISD, you know, are y'all teachers? Right, the same thing. Are y'all teachers, or, or what's going on? Yeah. So, um, and it's actually kind of a funny thing. People would laugh when we first came up with the name, and we would tell people what the name was. They, they thought we were, like, joking. Yeah. Just like, who? Would, why would a crew, or a hip-hop crew, call themselves HISD? <laughs> yeah. But you know until like a hey, run dmc was thought to be a funny name <laughs> when they first you know came up with it yeah, and they soul is still a funny name
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's true actually uh, yeah. until
4: the rock- rock is still a funny name mm-hmm. but h.i was straight ahead hip-hop it was it was it was pure hip-hop group it was rapping and we rapped over uh more hip-hop hip-hoppy
3: type of beats mm, okay so like uh, it was like a deep crew like a a a yeah man and so uh we put out our first record the district in 2007 and so that that's kind of uh you know kind of really like a a a focal uh uh, kind of a a turning point for us kind of becoming like this real collective of of artists and and musicians
1: so that's uh, that's interesting because like i mean just from my experience of being in houston people don't really collaborate like that like it's it's really interesting that you guys i mean you had an eight uh man crew at some point i mean that's in houston where people are like hey i'm gonna do my own thing like lone wolves
4: people don't do that now but there were people that came before us that we were influenced by and that they were part of collectives and crews yeah okay but yeah that's kind of outdated in hip-hop that's unheard of in hip-hop now
1: savvy, yeah. so so savvy what were you talking about you were uh
4: oh yeah so yeah so i was just
3: saying that's kind of how yeah that was kind of a pivotal point us coming together as a a, a, a collective of artists under one project. We actually were going in with the intentions of making a mixtape as individual solo artists mm-hmm. or whatever. Stuff that we worked on together came out so dope. It just kind of felt like right that we just became one group. That's how we
4: do. Yeah. That's how we do i bop this hip hop and boom bop this fat pad Tops drop in trunks pop as I scat over screw tracks But Ella, the Stella is giving me fits One last sip then we dip tip the server Then serve her with Dizzy and Bird keep her sacks in my slacks But I fed her with words Giovanni so Nikki Minaj if you get me and Sonya and Shange Rainbow make it one day enough of this Shut foreplay She say that my forte is wordplay like Johnny On spot with the funk, go back if you want You can get it, I live it as vivid as punk. The lonies numb in this village with common sense communists coming listmarks on my blow. Egger Allen, they rapin' by Pillsbury Doe. Social life of the party, rich as y'all know. In the iris of wealthy, be really all post.
3: And so we kind of shelved and put our own individual and solo um, you know, aspirations and projects to the side and said, Yo, let's just let's just do this whole, you know, hip hop group thing. Let's 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 bootang it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it was but the way it was set up with those it wasn't like all rappers so that was a difference right I, I think it's like you know we felt like the producer was just as important as the mc was just as important as the photographer it was just as important as anybody that kind of helped creatively or just you know was kind of helped contribute to the vibe right so so that's the way we built it so it was self-sufficient. We didn't have to go and look for beats because we had three producers in the crew. You know what I mean? Um, and we didn't have uh, the producers didn't have to go and try to find artists or singers because there was vocalists or MCs already in the crew. So it, everything was self-contained and was built in. So uh, that's kind of what
4: made it like, you know, so uh, organic and so, you know, so strong from you know from the gate. So after we did The District, then the the next album that came about the next full album was called The Weeknd. Okay. And and by that um yeah, and by that time we had scaled back and it was primarily five members in the group. It was the four MCs and a producer named King Midas. Okay. And after that, we did uh man, we did like the HUD um and then finally we were working on the next HISD project and we had a meeting with Ninth Wonder and and he was a fan of HISD, and he was a fan of the the other group called Radio Galaxy. Our producer King Midas was a producer for HISD, as well as a group that he was a part of called Radio Galaxy. Okay. And so we met with Ninth Wonder, and he said, "When I hear Radio Galaxy and HISD, it's almost kind of similar. If you guys ever thought of collaborating, and we we kind of thought of that, but not at that moment in time. And so anyway." We got back and, and decided, you know, that's that's a pretty cool idea. Let's collaborate. Radio Galaxy is not a hip-hop group, it's it's more of a like a spacey, soulful kind of group. And HISD was straight ahead hip hop.
2: Right.
4: And that was the formation of the hue We had to come up with a name. <laughs> Out of space with the Texas license plate. Larry Graham's when I blow. Bass lines up my nose. Smell the rhythm of the cosmos. Coming from my clothes. Wanna travel through the hue. Better learn to read Rose. Read for Scott. Read Cullen. Read Locks. Cloverland on the north. a drive. Don't stop. Cross timbers. Pass Hill. Victoria T. We'll catch a view of the new new. S- see, we spaced up click the great adventures of a true cell slick, cell rig, no i patch but I match and I when I rap. High definition get the five definition they imply we are different cause they listen from a distance. We from the same hood, same street, same ghetto, same single parent home, no car, same metro. Some graduates of real estate, some never leave they punto. Go look outside. We we were combining two groups together under one umbrella, so we decided to go as the Hue. And the Hue was comprised of originally it was Myself, Equality, it was Savvy, it was Scotty Spittin from HISD. It was King Midas, it was DJ Cosmos and Space Bunny from Radio Galaxy. So we combined and we put out that album called Aurora. That album featured the song Slick okay. that had Ladybug Mecca on it from Diggable Planets. So that album had Drive on it and that album had Slick on it. That's the last album we put out.
1: <laughs> what was the That's concept? So what was the concept behind That whole process, because I mean, humans, the the artistic view, the aurora borealis. I mean, you guys have really kind of put everything together. What was the the creative process behind putting that together?
3: Well, I mean, that's it was just a continuation. Like as separate groups, as HISD and as a Radio Galaxy, we kind of been on this whole kind of space space vibe or whatever, and we had this created this whole little concept called spacing up. Right, just means going to a higher level, and so we were really into things of, of the cosmic nature you know trying to relate our human experience and tr- or translate it, you know into a space realm and stuff like that you know we're from houston and space city you know what i mean so it just kind of um kind of was a natural uh concept that we was just basically it was just an evolution um like i said on, on the weekend record for hisd our last full album mm-hmm. talking about spacing up and we created a whole little dictionary and slang around what you know these themes around space was so like when we say cranberry that means something cranberry means it's a new beginning—it's like something new, fresh, or you starting over. You know what I mean? Because you—you know—drink cranberry juice, and it's supposed to clean you out. So you know that was kind of one of our slangs. Or we say "rocking." You know what I mean? That just means say you feeling good. If somebody asks you how you doing, you say I'm rocking. I'm feeling good. Even the Lando's, which is one of our you know more popular songs, um, was about you know how you get dressed up to go out and be fresh. You know what I mean? That was based off of Lando Calrissian from the Star Wars series. <laughs> yeah. William, you know.
5: Space up rockin', she rock knockin', she shake potatoes like baked Doc Rotten, see face on flyers like Dayton, Trying to exhale, but they still waitin', weight was up, spaced up, changed my eating habits, we exercise daily, more brain for your cabbage, my mind stay free, it's Scotty P90, X to the next like I put shit behind me, my own horn too, we in line with flute, to boot, bass kick, Bobby hump to the loop, ear ring like hoop. This be the Flav, we the taste of Texas, expensive for your plate. New water on the rocks, it's tasting so great. Seen green, not cheap, we drive by you skates. You reflect Lando, spit Marlon Brando. Godfather with a mic, like how I handle. Man, So, um, you know,
3: so we had all this whole little thing, man. We was just kind of continuing that vibe, man, um, uh, on Aurora. So, Aurora, so, you know, means um, natural light display. Right. The word Aurora. And so the Aurora Borealis, right, which is the um, the, the northern, northern star, lights. the northern lights, yeah. and then Aurora um, Australis, which is the southern lights. And so we, you know, we're like, okay, we're the southern lights or the northern lights or whatever. And so um, and so the thing about Aurora is just a, a, a light display. It's a spectrum of colors. And that's what we are. The hue. Hue means color. So it just kind of, you know, um, we took the color theme and the space theme, and we, we put it all together, you know, because we bring in hip-hop. You know what i mean and then the other um, musical genre influences you know from radio galaxy into one pot one melting pot and so um that was a concept but one con- one consistent theme you'll find on all of our records there's some t- some element of travel like we're trying to go to from one destination to the next so um
1: yeah before i kind of get too deep into or i do have one question about especially since you said travel uh with, mm-hmm. with the track time travel what was the deal with the bubblegum
0: You got to promise me one thing. What's that?
3: That was, that was just some, you know, so, you know, um, you, you know we're from the hip-hop era, man. we like for fans of De La Soul. Like, you know, skits and funny, you know, uh, the, the element of humor on an album, you know what I mean? It's just something that we always appreciated, you know what I mean? We always tried to incorporate some level of uh, humor, whether it be dry humor or direct in-your-face humor. So that was just, you know, just a fun skit, really. Uh, no real uh, deep significance behind the bubblegum. It was just something to kind of make you, you know, to break up the the seriousness, because a lot of people, you know, our content can be heavy sometimes, and it right. gets really serious. And so you got to kind of have that that comic relief up in it, and that's that's really uh, what that moment on that record was about. I mean, to me, but I, I didn't make it, so I can't. Yeah, that's what I took from it. That's what I interpreted from. It.
1: Okay. Yeah, and that's that's a good segue into actually talking about the album um, before we get into some of your new music. So, uh, mm-hmm. music. I mean, like, I, I mean, I can kind of understand now why it's so musically different um, than some of you know the past projects. It's because you know you did have a lot of other hands working on the project, and um, and now you're kind of exploring, still kind of going through your your main mission, which is to kind of explore the boundaries of music. Right. Um, Magic City was was kind of when I started to realize this was going this was a different project. Shimmy, shimmy,
2: you're so pretty. Shimmy, magic, you're so And she finds. Shimmy, shimmy, you're so pretty. Genie lives in magic city. And she finds. Stroke light regalement me coming to the stage. Filament, somebody, baby, mama, baby, daughter, about to party, party, clap, clap, boom, clap, clap, singing, party. And if you like it, then you shoulda, coulda, oughta put rims on a big body, you get high moon water in the system, gotta play sister, riding shotgun in the whipper, yelling out up the world with some hipster, cocaine caviar from a hipster, powder a nose in the mirror, face guard, lifter, and lifter, and lifter, and lifter, Ow. pardon me, I'm a drifter, all the dundos in the jacks say they ripped her, please sir, ain't enough credit on your visa, mama in the back yelling, Lisa, cut that off, go on the TV yelling, Oh
1: the music on that one i mean i noticed the you know acoustic guitar in the background the bass lines mm-hmm. was Derek? was he playing bass for that song yeah Derek, Derek hodge, hodge he played he played, hodge, hodge. He played the
3: yeah. song he played the bass on another song called uh called uh fireflies so um okay, so, he was so that, that, was, that yeah so uh so yeah I mean, shout out to Derek hodge by the way man um you know Dope, dope, dope musician, man. It's truly an honor to just for him to bless our record, you know what I mean, to begin with. But him, Derek Hodge, Grammy Award winner with the, the Vanguard, you know, D'Angelo and, mm-hmm. you know, so many um, dope projects. Uh, him and Chris Dave, Chris Daddy Dave, uh, were on that song Fireflies, um, which uh, which uh, was, uh, you know, a, a very unique record and a very special record. We've gotten a lot of love off of that one. Too, but Magic City. We had another musician. Uh, I, I, I want to say it was uh, Osakwe that played the bass, the the
4: live bass on on, Ma- on Magic City. Shout out to Osakwe, by the way. That was kind of a, 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 us delving into the Prince type of territory. Okay. I with the I music,
1: can
4: see that. I can see that. Yeah, Some sounds of it. Because you got to remember, at that time, it's it's a combination of the Radio Galaxy type of music mixed with. HISD, so we're mixing both of those worlds together. So you had hip hop, and you had the songs that you would hear on like a Magic City. Magic City, we probably wouldn't rap over that if it was just an HISD song.
1: Mm. Interesting.
4: That was the Radio Galaxy element coming into play on a song like that. And Magic City is is talking about what it is, but yeah. it's it's talking about the, the consequences of that of that world because you hear about. The, the strip club and nightlife and all of that, but you, you, you usually only hear it from one side. So we were trying to give you the the other side of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Me talk thunder and shake up the sand, to earth mama, wake original man. Them womp womp womp, them can't understand, them My mockingbird and palm of hand. No, no, it's from creation, no, no, hell from Houston. Nana no, no. is from creation. Nana, no, no. hell from C- Houston. While I'm, while I'm, let's plaster bread running across C- the nation. C- C- we start a movement, and to smooth C- the crowd.
1: Uh, can you talk a little bit about 626? I mean, I hear a little Jamaican influence and some, some Patois in there. I'm <laughs> like, okay, that's it.
4: <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a sample from a, a Gil Scott Heron song, Tuskegee
1: 626.
4: oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he has a, it's a short little interlude on a, on a Gil Scott Heron record where he says Tuskegee 626 and taking the, the, the 626. And that's just saying how... When you're working you're working, typically people say twenty four seven and we were just saying six two six. Like we that's our our little um coded message and that we're consistently working around the clock. And also it was it was talking about we have our own style.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes when you have your own style or when you have a style that, you know, that's, you know, kinda really dope, it gets emulated. It gets Or imitate it or people try to copy it or whatever. So, you know, it's kind of also addressing, um, you know, kind of how things, you know, it's been going on, but it's really like more prevalent now where people are not about originality. Like they want to copy whatever they think is hot, as opposed to, you know, kind of really coming up with their own, you know, style and things. So,
4: you know, you talk, it's talking a little bit about the biters, you know, And and it does have that, that reggae type of sound, which we were doing that and we didn't even know that you were going to have songs like the Rihanna and the Drake song and all of that. This was done prior to all of that. Yeah, right, It was probably a couple of years before all that yeah. came
2: out.
1: Savvy, we'll so what was kind of your inspiration behind the lyrics of, uh, seven or, uh, what? Seven, Evan? Yeah.
3: Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, I, I got the uh, man. It was crazy uh, how that came about. Um, I got the uh, the track uh, from King Midas, like kind of late one night, at like around 10, 11 o'clock. He emailed me and texted me saying, "Yo, check your inbox or whatever." I got this this joint. I, you know, I want to try something with, and uh, it had the uh, the I think it had the, the hook on it already uh, with Space Bunny Jefferson, and um, and so my whole inspiration behind it is I think it was just kind of a a, a mood that I was in at the time or whatever but you know he told me the name of the track was seven you know what I mean so um naturally I'm you know as a writer I'm like okay how can I make you know seven kind of a a, a consistent theme in in, in my verse and if you kind of hear it um like there are several mentions where I say either seven or 27 or whatever like you know several times throughout the verse, man. But I remember, like say he sent it to me at like 11 o'clock at night. I had to get up and go to work in the next morning. But like the beat really did catch me and speak to me, So I was like, I got to start writing right now because I feel it right now. And so I was up and I was like, the first line came based off of that scenario I was in. I was like, how you going to dream when you can't sleep? I'm like, I can't sleep because I got this music in my head right now or whatever. And then, um, uh, got to walk seven miles in your bare feet. And I was like, okay, let me talk about, you know, something that people might be going through uh every day and i just kind of put some personal references in there because i know i mean i kind of came up you know um my mom was kind of struggling or whatever and it was kind of hard to make ends meet a lot of times so i just kind of channel um that emotion just kind of having some memories from that and then also talking about other people around me who i knew um, was kind of going through some things um you know when i was coming up and it it really just kind of wrote itself um to be perfectly honest and so, now how
0: you gonna dream when you can't sleep? Gotta walk seven miles in your bare feet. When your mama was a runner and your daddy was a gunner for that man over yonder with the goatee. Trying to make seven dollars stretch a whole week. Trying to turn white bread in a whole week. Don't know what you're gonna eat. Gotta get the lettuce when you got vendettas over roast beef. Fight that deep bowl on his pipe back. Butterflies get stuck up in his spot trap. Nice cash. If women off of Venus, the man wants arenas, Venus ace up for the clap clap. Like that baby girl need the fight back. Only seven years old in the high jet. Only seven forty seven. She turns twenty seven for the fly she never had a
3: climax back and then you know like latter anniversary talking about you know people um you know uh, kind of being like incarcerated and stuff like that like that's um uh, the prison industrial complex has really impacted my family um quite uh and several times over and so that was something kind of very personal. Um, to me because i know, I, you know, I've been on the other side of a uh, you know, where you know I've had my kinfolk, you know, that might be locked up and they'll write me. I'll, I'll write them back Maybe a month later, maybe two months later Sometimes it might be even longer than that because like sometimes you feel like you don't know what to say. Yeah um, to them and all that stuff man, so um, but you know, that's kind of a um, Kind of a lot of the inspiration that I had uh, on that track
1: And I think that's a refreshing take um, especially with more popular music um that that's pumped out in mainstream it, it kind of glorifies that type of aspect of life and um right it's not at least from my experience i haven't really met anyone that that truly thinks that's a that's something to aspire to <laughs> you know like you <laughs> get in, you're like, you're locked in once and you're like all right i'm not trying to go back let's not do that again you know it's just yeah it's,
3: mm-hmm. it's yeah i just said as wild, man just said just trying to look at it um you know from the other side man because you know um like I said, that was kind of a, like a purging, uh, you know, just kind of me kind of dealing with, you know, um, ways that I may have felt like man, I could have been more present or mm-hmm. kind of more of an active uh, communicator, you know, with, you know, people that was even in my family. So I can only imagine like if you have so-called friends um as well that you know um that you, you know that you kind of that when you're in your time of need and you might feel like they're not there so i can you can imagine how some people they might be really bitter by the time they kind of get out of those type of situations and stuff like that so but but at, but at the very end of the verse i wanted to make be very clear that you know what i mean like you know the hue you know it's is, is going to be a new force to be reckoned with you know you can you can co- come out of any situation no matter how low it is and, and come out on top So that's kind of the way that I wanted to make sure that um, people got the message at the end of the verse.
1: Equality, how do you draw inspiration from your life and some of the the tracks that you're involved with?
4: Uh, It just depends on on the music a lot of times. Uh, A lot of times we'll get the music, and then I'm usually the last person to write. So I can draw inspiration from the other people as well prior to me because it's all about putting your spin on the situation. If Savvy says something, I don't have to say it from the same perspective because he already told it from his mm-hmm. perspective. So a lot of times it's, it's listening to know how I can approach it from my perspective, and it just depends on the beat and a lot of times it depends on the hook because the hook of the song drives it home, yeah and it, that gives you it gives you some context on what you need to write about. So. uh I mean, it's, it really, the, to answer that question, it, it just depends on the beat a lot of times. And a lot of times it also depends on what the hook is. Cause sometimes we may get the hook and the beat at the same time. And Sav is, is one of the best at writing the hooks. And sometimes he'll have the hook before he'll even have his verse. So we have the beat and we have the hook. And so we just draw inspiration from that.
2: Human nature all we thoughts, characters on paper When heroes fall there is human nature I had
1: a dream the other day. Um, When I was listening to paperweight, I-, I thought it was interesting, especially one of the lines that was said uh, "When humans f- or when heroes fall, there's human nature. Um, and so I-, I thought it was a really deep piece. but then you guys kind of got back into that humor type aspect with the preacher at the end of it <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who yeah did yeah, that, that was, voice
4: <laughs> that was that was dj cosmos okay
1: yeah No. that
4: was, was kind of just uh oh, go ahead that was that was honestly uh that was all impromptu man that was just one of those days where the, the stars weren't lined and he just did it in one take
1: now who was the one that said take my money <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, that was Scotty Spill. It was, kind of like, you know, if you're in the church and you have the the people that holler out at the church, and you know how when when the preachers preach and you hear people, yeah, you know. So that was just that was the uh, the background ad lib.
1: That was good. That was like,
4: <laughs> yep, there
1: it is. I appreciate moments like that, man. That's, that's to me, that's just really cool.
4: Yeah. So, so what's yeah. some of? That? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's just little little nuances that you know. Once again, that we get from. Listening to a lot of the groups that we grew up on.
5: like Dunbar, I'm telling you so you can bank on it. Living that life at night on a rampage like you wow, out for the night of tight asses caught in the clash for the smashes. Paper cash is as good as trash is. Wasted. Wait, sure showing your labor of fruits, no, I honey, do. Was forced to show liquid like T1000, do terminated funds space invasion can maneuver loot. Waiters off your back because they found another horse to show.
4: Yeah, and, and, and just so your listeners know, each album, it, it, it's, it's its own piece of work.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so we've got, we, we're done with Aurora, and so moving forward um, with each album, a lot of the group pieces and the group dynamics change, and that that's even, even more so after Aurora. So the hue, as we know it right now, is, is savvy, it's quality and it's Alicia Miles, aka Venus Fly. So that's where we are headed into the future.
1: So what can we look forward to in some of these new projects? You guys said you know you're changing the sound. You got your you know your your group together now. What can we look forward to?
4: Um, man, some funky, you know, layers of funk. Um, which I think is 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 one of the key elements in music, <laughs> period. Uh, elements of funk and a lot of our past um projects have dealt with. The outer limits of, of of going to space and i think right now more than ever man we have to be face to face with the people mm-hmm. if it makes sense and so um yeah we're always traveling we're always traveling but we want we don't want to get so high in the ivory tower per se to where we're so far out of space that we lose touch with the everyday sounds and the everyday themes that people need to hear uh, especially nowadays in music so mm-hmm. Drawing inspiration from the elements of, of music, whether it be um, blues, funk, uh, jazz, gospel, and those elements of, of hip-hop and, and lyricism, that it, it's still rewindable, and, and you still, you know, say, man, what is that? It's still creative, but it, it's relatable. Just like um, when Sad was talking about writing his verse for Seven, mm-hmm. it's relatable, and and we want to keep keep that element in the music of being grounded to where we're not so far gone and and we lose a lot of people that we need because we don't want to just make music for one particular crowd of people that can only relate to the space side.
1: Talk a little bit about your after party uh, on Saturday. That sounds pretty cool.
4: On Saturday at the the Alley Theater, we have uh, Saturday, February the 18th, from 10 p.m. until 1 a.m., we are hosting the official after party for the play entitled Sinking Ink. The play is the first hip hop theater play that will be presented at the Alley Theater. And we are hosting an event called Top Billing, just like the the song, Mm -hmm. Top Billing. And we're hosting the after party, so we'll have DJ Flash going parks, providing us the sound, and you'll get a performance from the hue with uh, a live band, a trio, we'll have uh, drums, keys, um, bass, guitar. So it, it should be a good night. This, this is one of the first times that you'll have hip-hop being performed at the Alley Theater. Yeah,
1: So absolutely. It's
4: downtown in the, in the theater district. Um, it's, it's a collaboration with the Hue. It's a collaboration with the Alley Theater. And it's all about progressing the culture of hip-hop and progressing the culture of Houston hip-hop. This is this is something to us that progresses the culture, being able to to perform in the alley theater and being able to perform when they are bringing in a hip-hop theater play.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, um, I'm actually going to be cool. there on Saturday. and so Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. So, so I'll see you guys and you're like, hey, what's up? Uh, I think my girlfriend's going to be coming too, so. Um, oh, cool, yeah. cool. I appreciate it guys uh one last thing where can people see you live
4: next uh, right now we don't have a, a a set in stone itinerary but we have some stuff coming down the pipeline because we're always about progressing the culture and, and not just doing the traditional uh hip-hop performances mm-hmm. so after we do this we want to find another venue that that raises the bar even higher to where we're not just doing the the. Not saying there's anything wrong with it, but we want to try to curate events in spaces that you don't normally go see hip hop at. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, a Kevin Hart kind of did that with comedy, you know, with with some of the places that he performed a lot of his stand standups. So, yeah, I completely understand that.
4: Exactly. So the itinerary isn't all the way filled out because we are still working on music. We're still working on new music at the same time. I can imagine. Me
1: talking. now, how do you balance that schedule? I mean, you're working you're, on music. We ask ourselves that every
3: day, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't, when I think about it, I don't even know how. It's just we make it happen, um, you know, because, you know, we still, uh, you know, we still working people, man. So we still, yeah. you know, get up and go to our, our, our you know, our yeah. gigs every day. And then, then you know, we, we switch clothes, we park Kent, and then go to Superman. You know, we go in that telephone booth, and then um, we come back and make work on this music thing, and, and we make things happen, man. And it seems like there's never enough hours in a day mm-hmm. or whatnot, but... Uh, yeah. You know we somehow we managed to accomplish you know putting out great products and um and producing you know really unique events and experiences for people or whatnot because th- I think that's just what it is it's just the drive to to create you know um to want like eat quality with saying was to progress the culture of of hip hop and just progress you know the whole um musical experience you know that you
4: know that either exists or that you know we try to provide for this city man so
1: I appreciate you guys being on the show today yeah.
4: Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for taking up the time and inviting us as, as a guest. Yeah, man.
0: You must remain seated, and a deacon will come and see you personally about what you owe in balance. And you will find that you will have favor. And my dominion won't be harsh. If you empty your wallets, empty your pocketbooks, empty your pockets. No. Take my money. <laughs>
1: So hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview today. I know I did. Um, And if you're really curious about some of the songs that I played, I will have a link to their website where you can go check out more of their music on the Totem and website post. Um, I also have a link to their Facebook page. You can keep up with uh, some of their local events and, you know, see if you can find them live. Because like I said, it's well worth the experience. Um, Again, that event on Saturday... Uh, It is open to the public, so all you guys have to do is just RSVP, and uh, you'll have access to that. And that information will also be in the post on the website. But yeah, show some love. I mean, they're a really good band from Houston. I mean, they're putting Houston on the map, and and of course, you know, people like The Sufferers and other folks are are really making strides to improve the state of of music in the industry. And uh, I don't want to hear folks complaining about how there's nothing out there and how everybody's like, oh me today is trash. It's like, well, the hues out here. So <laughs> so I mean, you, you, I mean it's just we just gotta look for it. But I mean they're 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 trying what you know, they're trying their best to do what they can to push the culture forward, like they said. So But that's all I have for today. And uh, of course I will see you guys next time.